Okay, with uh, filmmaker Jamin Mears, Static is the short film. Well, it's a music video played at the Sci-Fi Fantasy Film Festival. Jamin, I'm looking at your background. It's audio podcast, but lots of musical instruments behind you. Are you, you're a musician as well? I am, yes. I play uh, guitar, bass, uh, keys, a little bit of everything. Is this the band that you're a part of this band for the music video? Uh, No, I'm not a part of the band Um, for this project. I just um, directed and I kind of wrote the story, directed edited um but but no musical stuff on on this project so what uh so what like what the band is uh farewell fortune is that the band yes yes farewell fortune um it's a band it's headed up by uh, a guy named don huffman so he approached me about the project probably back um last year sometime and i I think we kind of started working on it in november and wrapped it up in march yeah, it's a really nice, nice aesthetic, nice, uh, nice production design, beautiful kind of there's a there's a story here. Even if you like take away the the music mm-hmm. and you kind of put like a plot into it, like there is a plot, but you know what I mean? Like there's a this is a movie. This is a full-fledged movie. Yeah, that's so that was kind of the approach we wanted to take with it. So when he when he first contacted me, he he said, you know, I, I don't want to do a performance video. Um, I want to do something that's really story based and just tell a story, kind of more like a short film. Um, so that's how we approached the project. He said he wanted it to be sci-fi and he wanted it to kind of explore the relationship between a father and a daughter. So I, I have three daughters myself. So that was, um, you know, that story, just that uh, that initial contact and that initial information kind of resonated with me and kind of piqued my interest. I, I love sci-fi, haven't done any sci-fi projects prior to this. But um, I also, you know, I, I guess just with it being about that relationship between a father and a daughter, I thought that was really interesting, too. So it was a fun story to explore. OK, so the song is called Static? Yes. OK, so how does it work for the for this particular project? You said you wrote the the the, the draft. Is it is it like a full fledged screenplay? Like, how does it work for like a, making a music video in terms of writing the story? Well, with this, um, I guess the, the first thing we did was just kind of kind of broke down what the story could be about. I just kind of came to him with a concept of this um, this daughter who's trying to uh, finish her father's life work, right, and go back and and rescue him or attempt to go back and rescue him. Um, and he really liked that. And from there, um, I just kind of thought about the song. I broke the song down into it, its sections. The you know how long the each verse was, the choruses, the pre-choruses, the bridge. And then we started to build the song, um, build the song kind of based on that. Um, and it it kind of follows two different timelines. So and then they converge it at, at, of course, in the in the bridge, it kind of converges into one timeline. So that's how we kind of attacked um, piecing the story together. Um, from there, we storyboarded the whole thing. So every shot that you see in there was storyboarded, um, which was which was really good because we shot it over two days. It was just a two person crew. So it was. Uh, a lot of shots to get in a There's little bit tons of, time. of shots in this film. Yeah. 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 I think, I think altogether it may have been, it was either 99 or a hundred shots altogether. So. And it's really like, uh, like it's, it's static. Well, <laughs> Pardon the pun, but in terms of your your um, camera, there's there's obviously a little bit of movements here and there, but it's really kind of uh, you're on tripod. You're kind of just kind of like letting the actors tell the story, I guess. Right. Yes. Yes. So that we, we that was on purpose, too. We we like the idea of it, of the camera being static. It's locked off for the most part. There's some camera pushes, yeah. um, you know, throughout it. But for the most part, it's just, you know, we would compose the shot, keep, leave the, the tripod locked off uh, for the duration of the shot. So, yeah. 
And so this girl, uh, the she's kind of your, your your she's well she's your char- main character. We're following her journey to mm-hmm. to, to save her father. Uh, where did you find this 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 great actress? Uh, so that's that's interesting too. Once he started talking, once Don started talking about this, the relationship between a father and a daughter, the, both of the actresses are actually my daughters. My daughters both act. Um, and when he when he uh, suggested that to me, I thought I know the perfect two people. I knew I could get a good performance out of both of them. And um, you know that that uh, that's it just made it really easy, really convenient. But also, um, I knew they had the acting chops to do it. And you can you can kind of like uh, you don't have a parent hover. You're the parent, so there's no parent right. hovering over the shoot, I guess, right? Yeah, that it made that a lot easier. We we're able to move quickly that way too. Well, except maybe your perhaps your partner or your wife would uh, is, is hovering over. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she was there, so it was a family affair. So I guess my my wife was there for the duration of the shoot, um, and I have two other children too. So I have another daughter and another son who were there. Um, you know, both days just helping wherever. Um, you know, a lot of um, when we had um, you know meals brought in, they brought the meals in. When we had you know props that needed to be handed out to different actors, they handed the the, the props out. So it was really kind of a uh, all hands on deck with the family to um, to do the shoot too. That's really cool. Like it's like there you're kind of like introducing them to the business in a lot of ways. Like it's they can I'm sure they'll make their choices when they're older, but. Yeah, there's, it's something that they're they're all interested in in one aspect or another. I have uh, two of my daughters are interested in acting. One of my daughters are in, is interested in the more the filmmaking part of it, mm-hmm. uh, shooting and editing and that sort of stuff. And um, my son, he's he's a he's the youngest one, but he's you know we're, we're still waiting to see kind of where his interests develop. Yeah, how old is he? Uh, he's twelve. Oh yeah, he's got he's got lots of time. And so yeah. I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest, and I have two older sisters too. So I I, I get where he's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're seeing kind of different perspectives. So you're you're seeing the female kind of uh, like you're because you're you're just, you always look up to your older siblings, generally speaking, of course. But yeah, mm-hmm. so so okay, so then yeah, so she so then basically you said you storyboarded everything, and then where what where's the location? Where did you shoot this? Uh, so we rented a gymnasium. It's the gymnasium of a church, wow. and we also got access to some of the hallways there. So Smart. it makes for a nice big space, big yeah. and open. And and what I liked about it was it kind of it, it leaned into the sci-fi feel. There was duct work in the in the ceiling, so when we had these low angle shots that kind of were lo- looking up, you just had a lot of space, a yeah. lot of interesting stuff to look at up there. Um, you know, we tried our best to hide the fact that it was a gymnasium. We kind of draped the basketball hoops and things like that to just make it look like a big industrial space. So I had no idea. And I've watched a lot of films. So basically I'm always, I thought it was some sort of warehouse that you're shooting in. So Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Cause you're kind of, you can manipulate, you're manipulating the lighting that the sequences and and things, but it it doesn't look pretty, right? Like I'm not, not, nothing offense against the the, the piece you shot, but it's not, it it doesn't have a pretty aesthetic, right? Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And that's intentional as well. Yeah. We wanted it to look like this, um, this, this space that the, that the act, that the actors or the characters found, um, and they just started to set up their lab in this kind of, uh, dilapidated space. So, um, yeah. And you're, yeah, you're right. You're really using the ceilings in your, in your films. Like it's like in the film, a lot of like high raised like shots looking up. So yeah. Yeah. Cause you, cause you know, you're not in a studio because of that. Right. So it's like, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. And then you're using kind of like the flashlights and the lighting. Like, so tell me about your cinematographer. So uh, this is a really, really nicely, ni- nicely lit film. 
Yeah, thanks. So it was me. It was me and uh, uh, another friend of mine. So that I do a lot of work with. His name's Jason Kisser. Um, so he did pretty much all of the gaffing on this project, um, which consisted of we had a um, we had a I think it was an Aperture 60D that we or 600D that we um, just put on a big mambo combo stand and got it as high as we could. We the goal was and, and the goal was to kind of make it look like somewhere in the roof there was there's this opening in the roof that light was kind of coming through and that was like the main source of light for the um for the space mm -hmm. other than that we just had some some tube lights that we set to different color temperatures and kind of like put them in the shot little sci-fi look to make it look like there are these um random fluorescence kind of throughout the space um and then and then you're right you mentioned the flashlights so we that those were just uh, led flashlights we kind of created a little snoot out of gaff tape on those so the beams would project out of the front and just haze the place up so yeah, well, so yeah, so his name is Jason Kisser. Yes. Yep. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he's, so he's, he's had a lot of comments through the years about with that last name. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah, he's a great guy. So I've been working with him, uh, you know, probably throughout my whole career. Last twenty years, we've I I, can't, I couldn't even tell you how many projects we've done together. Where either he's been the cinema cinematographer and I've directed or gaffed or, you know, so the two of us we've got a great relationship, and I think that also is what enabled us to be able to pull off a shoot like this with such a small crew. So technically, you know, he gaffed, but he did way more than that. There's some sure. shots that uh, shots that he jumped in and, and handled. And there's some, um, you know, just pretty much ran the whole gamut of everything that needs to be done on a film shoot between between him and I. So he did way, way more than that. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Where, where are you guys located? Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, Baltimore. OK, cool. Yeah. Your uh, your baseball team is doing very well. Uh, where did they yeah. come? They came out of came out of nowhere. I know this is so. This is our first. This is the first year that we're actually in a long time. Anyway, that we've been able to really uh, uh, be as excited as we are about our team. And I have to admit, I am a total fair weather baseball baseball fan. When they're doing good, I watch. When they're not, uh, probably not so much. But yeah. uh, it's been a fun year. Been a fun season. I, I'm hoping you know. Can't wait to see what we do going in. You know, a later in the season, going into the playoffs. I get the fair weather. That's that's like uh, that's what they see. Like, well, that's what most like the average fan is. I'm a I'm a big baseball fan, so I'm a big uh, I'm from Toronto, so I'm a big Jays okay. fan. Yeah, you guys are just smoking us this year for the first. We used to we used to see Baltimore on the schedule. I'm like, okay, there's some eighty percent of our wins there, right? Yeah. So it's like you guys, we can't we can't buy a victory with you guys. Yeah, this this is I you know seems like our year, but we'll see. You know. Well, no. The thing is, though, I don't think this is your year. Uh, but I think you have a you have an assembly of 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 great talent for the next five to seven years. So yeah. I think you guys got a good. You're like Houston of like of like uh, with minus the cheating, uh, basically right. of like yeah, seven right. years. Ago. Yeah, a huge structure of, of of amazing players you guys got. You guys got a great ballpark. It's uh it really. I've been the, I've been there. Really great atmosphere in that Baltimore in that Canham Yards area. So I think it's going to be very. It's going to be packed for the next ten years there. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. So yeah, so my hat actually today. That's this is the uh, Baltimore Elite Giants hat. So yeah. um, you know, I was going to mention it, but I was like, uh, I I'm not a total aficionado, but I knew there was some. Yeah, yeah, way back in the day, right? So way back in the day yeah they, they handed them out this was an o's uh uh at an o's game i think it was a season or two ago they handed out a bunch of a bunch of uh these hats and i i really like it i wear it a lot actually get a lot of comments on this hat yeah. so 
this is going back to like the early 1900s, right? So yeah. yeah, you guys had a team and then there was like, there was the, I can't remember the federal league or something. And then I, I'm to be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not, yeah, I'm on the top of my, I'm doing this like without any research, but I know there's like, you had a federal league and then you guys moved and then like get did uh, McGraw who is your coach. And then he went to the giants and then, yeah. So. Yeah, it could, could could be. I I don't know. I, I like the colors. I thought it was cool. So that's all that it is. Sorry. <laughs> now back to your film. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Way back. Uh, so your daughter. I'm curious. What did you think? What did she think of the film when she saw it? Uh, so she loved it. Um, they're they're both. You know, seeing the actual film yeah. together, uh, beginning to end. They they loved it. I should it. say daughters. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They they. So they both did. Yeah. They're they're um like I said, they've been in, they've been in a few things, just mostly local things. So, uh, but to be, to be able to see a whole story, a whole film beginning to end, cause it's a lot, you know, it's a, it's actually a pretty big story to pack into, I think it's like four minutes and 33 seconds, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to see like the whole story told from beginning to end, that was really exciting for them. Um, you know, and so, and so, you know, they're pretty stoked about it. Who played the dad? The dad, so that's the um, that's actually the musician. That's Farewell Fortune, Don Huffman. Yeah, it's Don. Yeah, so he's the one who submitted. He's the one who did the that vlog interview. Yeah, so that's Donald. I, I assume that's who he was, mm-hmm. because usually there's a, when you're doing a music video, it's like showcasing the 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 band, the the talent. But in this one, he like you guys just told a story, so it's really your the girls, the daughters who are the main characters in the film. Right. Yeah. It follows. It follows. Uh. You know the 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 two daughters and. and just kind of like, so it's, you know, the goal was to tell the story for it to be a little mysterious. What's going on with this older daughter? Where is, what, what is, what is she building? Where is she heading? And then in the meantime, intercut with this uh, flashback story of this is her when she's younger and here's where, how we got to this point. And then the story converges. So, um, you know, that was that, you know, that's kind of the, um, the way we wanted to approach um, Mm. putting this thing together. So. And then the, the musician just kind of laying on his back for like a day, I guess, right? He, there was a lot of shots of that. We, actually, we were joking about that through the shoot. Here's another shot where Don's on his back, you know. So, yeah, uh, he he was a really good sport about that. Um, and and um, you know, it was it was actually a lot of fun, a lot of fun shooting with him. Yeah, and then it's a, kind of a love story between the father and the daughters. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, the father and the daughter. It was like a, this kind of like. Uh, reconciliation between the two of them where they where they you know due to uh the the people who are chasing them you know and and i don't know if you noticed this but and uh it's a little bit subtle but the jumpsuit that the daughter's wearing is actually it's an aged version of the jumpsuit that the the dad had on it even has a blaster hole in it so that you can kind of allude to what happened to him in the original timeline so gotcha um, yeah and we all love everybody loves time travel we're all big fans of that it's it's great and it's fun because you can kind of do you know there's i'm people people talk about breaking the rules of time travel but this was just a fun story so you can kind of you know play around with what you want that to be like and you know what what would happen if you met your former younger self you know how what would that do you know we didn't really explore all of that stuff but it it you know we just kind of wanted to tell uh more more the story about this father and daughter and just use the futuristic the sci-fi setting to set the stage for it well i always laugh about these rules because well i'm assuming it's never happened yet so but who knows what the rules are like how would you know like exactly right yeah so we felt like you know with that we could kind of take some liberties do whatever we want with that and not worry about like 
the science of it too much. I just, I just admire guys like yourself who just like, you just, you have such um, professionalism and you're, you, you know, so much and you just grind it out and you basically do this and you got Jason, like I said, your, your friend, Jason, you guys are just kind of like telling a cohesive story with the camera and you understand music, obviously. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then when you're doing the edit, when you're in, when you're in the editing room, are you like, cause you do your storyboard, everything. It's like, how does what's the feeling? Are you like, I got everything. Like, I'm assuming you didn't get everything you wanted because you never do, right? So, but yeah, you never do. Something's there's always something. But what's interesting is, about this is, so I did the storyboards, and then the very first edit I did was before we shot a frame. So I actually did the first edit with the storyboards. So okay. we knew, we knew, you know, every shot I need this shot. I need I need it for three seconds and twelve frames or whatever it is. Um, and so we kind of went into it knowing. If we if we get this, we're going to be really close with what we needed. That made the edit go a lot quicker. Um, so, you know, once we had that list, we we probably changed maybe one to two shots from what we had storyboarded. Um, and that took it didn't take too long to get our assembly edit together. You know, we had uh, then we had to, you know, color grade that kind of stuff. And yeah. then, of course, the VFX shots, there's two VFX shots that are in the um, film. They probably took. Uh, my computer's a little bit underpowered to do that, but we did those in, in After Effects. So it took forever to render, and you know uh, that probably that probably took uh, man days, a couple of days just to do those two shots, set them up, sure, uh, and do it the way that 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 you see on the film there. But you did it yourself. That's 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 the amazing thing about it. Like that's like, uh, yeah. What did the band think of the film when they first saw it? Oh, they absolutely loved it. I mean, they so uh, it and that that's how you know, you know that that's the main thing, right? So they they it it, it checked every box that they were uh, that they set out to do, and um, you know that was the first they were blown away, and that's how I knew, hey, this is this is you know this is a pretty good film here. Um, so they just nothing but praise um, as far as as far as how they felt about the film which is you know as a as a filmmaker that's what you want to hear from your clients you know so yeah and so he basically so don's doing the the that's great that he's he's submitting it to festivals and he's getting exposure you're getting mm -hmm. uh you're getting screenings and uh because you could usually just you put this on their the youtube channel and kind of get try to get tra traction but he's giving he's let he's he's doing it from a storytelling perspective was that always the plan or uh i don't think so i think uh, that was kind of just determined to do that. We, I, I think I might've sent them an early edit and I just got the feeling that this felt a lot more like a short film than it did, even though it is a music video. Yeah. It felt a lot more like a short film because of just that whole storytelling aspect to it. Um, and I think I had suggested to him uh, sometime during the assembly edit process that, hey, you may want to consider submitting this to some short films and and just see or uh, submitting this to some festivals rather, and just see uh, what happens with it. And and from there, he, I think he's submitted to, I'm not sure how many altogether, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's done pretty good so far. So. Yeah. And then right now it's on YouTube too. So it's got around 8,000 views as is this podcast mm -hmm. after a couple months. And, uh, and yeah, and it's a real great showcase for you as well. So, so oh, you're yeah. part of 1980 films. Is that your production company? That is. Yeah. So that's just a small production company. Me, I sub everything else out. So, um, you know, it's just a little, we do just 
uh, a lot of music videos, um, and then, you know, small local commercials, Kickstarter videos, Amazon videos, that kind of stuff. But this is your, this is your job though, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this is, this kind of, that's kind that's of a side job. hustle for me. Yeah. Side yeah. hustle for me. So I, I, I do, um, video and, uh, I do video at, for a living for a software company. Too, gotcha. So. Yeah. Gotcha. And you're always trying to expand and kind of move on. So you're doing the corporate thing and you're also doing the independent thing, I guess, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. And you're also a father of three and a husband. So you're a busy guy. Busy guy. Yeah. yeah. In 1980, is that, I'm assuming that's the year you're born. That's why it's 1980 films. Yes. Yep. That's it. Okay. So you're like, that's like what, that's the millennial cusp. Is that what 90, 1980 is when you're a millennial? So yeah, I, I'm I, I I'm not sure, right? So I I hear from people. Some people say I'm like the 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 youngest of the Gen X uh, generation, and other people yeah. say I'm the oldest of the millennial generation. So somewhere right in there, 1980, 1981, 1979. You're a bridge. You're a bridge person, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, I'm very very I'm I'm kind of like kind of blown away like the with your process it was just two guys and in the way you guys did it and your the band kind of had confidence in you i'm sure it wasn't as easy as we described because there's always conflicts involved but egos sure. and insecurities and your daughters are basically are uh are part of the film and she was like like i said you're the the your oldest daughter fan she told that she had to tell the story like her yeah. her face her her recognition i know you storyboard everything but her performance needs to be there and she nailed it yeah, she yeah, she was so that was I think super important being able to cast being able to cast uh actresses that could pull off the performance, right? Because there's no dialogue. So you're telling the story with just your sheer ability to act and then also to be able to cast two people that could look like you know a, a version a younger version of the older one. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's why my daughters actually worked so well. My older daughter is 17. My younger daughter is 13. So they, they, uh, you know, you could sell that with them. And then with just the, their ability to, to, um, pull off the performance, that was really huge. Um, so I, we got really lucky, I guess, uh, once we developed the story and kind of settled on, Hey, we, this is what we want the story to be about. We kind of, it, it was just a natural progression to talk to them first, you know, and, um, yeah. I think it just worked out really well. Well, they they she's got something for her acting reel for sure. So oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And what did you think about we sent the audience to you in the audience feedback video? What did you think about what they had to say? Oh well, I was I mean I obviously I was blown away by that. That was really really you know that's that's exactly what you want to hear when you when you're um you know you you never know how people are going to receive a film when you put it out there you have in your mind like oh i think this is great i think this is whatever it is but then to hear uh especially the story of the daughter uh resonate with so many people um that i think was the the biggest takeaway for me that this that people resonated with um this the the story arc of the daughter and that was something that was meaningful to them i thought was really really cool um, because that's what we set out to do this tell the story of that relationship and kind of tell it from the daughter's perspective so well i will hopefully we can talk again uh are you ever do you, ever, do you think you're gonna have a narrative film that you're ever gonna do or are you done or like what's yeah. your as like i know you're a busy guy but do you have like a goal to do like narrative features or tv or shorts or yeah so i eventually i'd love to do a narrative feature right now um I'm, there's a few shorts i'm working on of course this uh static um since since this one has been released and has been uh pretty well received um 
Farewell Fortune has decided to expand this into a trilogy. So we'll be making two other uh, <laughs> films, short films uh, in this universe. Um, so, so um, you know, you, you can definitely be looking out for those. Those will be uh, those are going to be pretty interesting. And then I've got a few other just um, short film ideas that I've that I've been kicking around, but ultimately would love to kind of graduate to uh, making a feature. Yeah. Uh, nothing really in the in the in the works for that right now, though. Yeah. But you definitely you, you got it. Like you can see that oh, you got thanks. it. So and from even from a from a producing standpoint, you can tell you're a very good producer. So thanks. the way you put this all together. So. Love to see what obviously we'll love to see the second and third part of the trilogy, but I'd love to see a short film of yours in the future as well. I think that you're really onto something. I think that you're a great storyteller. So from what I've seen so far, so I'd love to see what you do in a narrative form. Awesome. Yeah, appreciate that. All right, man. Let's talk again. Go. I'm not. I can't say go Orioles because I'm a Blue Jays fan, but uh, yeah. for you, you can. I uh, hope the team go does well. They're gonna do well. I think yeah. a second round playoff exit and then the, the kids will learn and then uh, you guys will be great in the next few years. Yeah, appreciate that. That's my okay. prediction. Yeah, great talking to you. Thanks right, so you too. much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hassan, Benford, Corporal.